accessing library computer data. Hi everyone, this is just a quick message to say that our third teaser trailer episode is not going to be the Borg any longer because we're going to be doing that at the fan panel. Instead, it's going to be which series is it best to be a Federation citizen? Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Engage podcast. My name's Phil and this is one of our teaser episodes, episode two. Um, and we're going to be conducting a little memory alpha game on a brilliant website which we've found. Um, and we'll go into a little bit more detail about that in just a moment. Um, but just want to introduce ourselves. I'm Phil. I'm Jamie. I'm Simon. And uh, in this teaser episode, uh, I'm just going to explain briefly how I got myself into Star Trek. Uh, it was actually really these two. Uh, although, in fairness, more Simon than Jamie, yeah, I have to admit. That's fine. <laughs> it's it true. was poking and prodding. I, I mean, I... I I've always done the sword and shield and the star, not, not star, so but all the sword and shield craft and enjoyed that side of things. Never really done the Star Trek, done a lot of other bits. So, you, um, you, know, you have me over the years keep constantly it. prodding me, constantly so, prodding me. Simon was doing that for a year to me, so yeah. Uh, finally, it's okay. okay. <laughs> let, let, let's watch a couple of episodes and then got hooked. I started playing the, the Star Trek online game as well. Yeah. Um, and then since from then, just gone from strength to strength and. Being caught very with this podcast, which is quite a nice thing. Yeah. So, I, I, I think I've got to admit that um, Abrams also helps as well. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I think, but I, think, I, saw, I watched it with you as well. Mm. So I think that kind of helped me. And going to the uh, convention in um, for, for London, the PlayStation uh, yeah. London was really Because we all good. went there. Got we us all, all into there. it, and we all, we yeah. all, we all had a. Well, not a geek off, but. It was, it was <laughs> well, we went brilliant. to the convention in London, we all went to see the second Abrams movie together. and yeah, so it's just sort of well, the, two, the two new films are just yeah beautiful. <laughs> I, I absolutely love them. A lot of people say that they've rewritten it, but, but that's the whole idea of it. In you know, fairness, Phil, there is one thing you know more about me in Star Trek, and that's Star Trek Online. You know a heck of a lot more about it than I do. Well, I like my uh, MMO RPGs, so that's just me. That's just yeah. me. So you're a big whale player, aren't you? Yeah. Well, uh, in the day, yeah, but not anymore though. <laughs> what do you think about it? That you know, what do you think it is about Star Trek that you think sort of uh, you know, sort of I, I like, for you, personally. Well, for, for me at the moment, I do like the FX, but I'm only jumping on your two bandwagons at the moment. Yeah. For me, at this current moment, I just I like, I just like enjoying just enjoy just it. Just in discovering it at the moment. That's what I'm enjoying yeah. more than else. So for me, it's, it's, it's still a ongoing journey, because there's probably many a listener that know a lot more than me about a lot of what we're talking about, <laughs> and I'm bluffing it some of the times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So we're going to get into um, our Memory Alpha game today, which is kind of like Lotto for um, for, for anybody who likes to go a multi-purpose game. That's yeah, um, a bit of gambling, isn't it, really, I yeah, suppose? Memory Alpha, which is just if you put in memory-alpha, you're going to come it up. It's, it's EU memory-alpha.org. Uh, and you'll come up, and basically it's a it's a it's a lovely web website which basically gives you uh, an insight into um, lots of little things that we can do. So, for example, uh, Memory Alpha, if you want to learn something about Star Trek, it's in there. It's perfect yeah, for, it's for newcomers, good, definitely. Encyclopedia for you. Mm. Yeah. For the newcomers. So, so. but there is a little function in this website that you can hit random page. And that's what um, we're going to do. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So it's whatever we can. And then in, every in, term we'll choose. The most interesting and mm. three choices that we yeah and it can be get. anything it can be anything from any point of Star Trek any particular actor any particular shuttle any particular yeah. ship any episode. particular episode any particular thing anything even, down to, the, even <laughs> down to the drugs that they use sort of thing yeah possibly so yeah. it's just anything absolutely anything. <laughs> 
So, so we're going to give it a whirl, yeah, side so let's, first, so let's all start off and choose yeah. a random page. Yeah. And then we'll all so we're all hitting it at once now. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and then okay, we'll start three, off two, with one, Simon's go. one, whatever so he gets got, up. Okay, mine's just loading. So we've got Mal Malkoff, Koff, is that right? Malkoff, yeah. That sounds about um, right. Is a species from the Death Squadron that was raised from history by an Araxinist weapon timeship thing. Ooh. Um, I thought you were going to say ball. But there we go. That's not a species film. So it's a species that he knocked out trying to get his wife back in that episode. So that's quite an interesting race to pick up on. Yeah, I never, I don't think, I remember that from Year of Hell. Not at all. That's, that's quite, that is a... I think they, I think he targeted their home world, if I remember rightly. Yeah, possibly. I think, so that's my one, Phil. Uh, sure, I've got an Iron Chamber, uh, which is a piece of advanced sensor technology uh, aboard NASA's... Um, what does that say there? The Mariner. Mariner? Uh, Mariner, yeah. Mariner that's 2 and range block. A, uh, a sector from. Uh, space probes. Yeah, space probes. This was launched in the mid 20th century. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Existence by the Solosians in Cage. There you go. It's a bit of. I've never heard of it, but there we go. So that's where they might have got their data about Federation from. Possibly, yeah. That's so just, just to, for anyone who's got no idea what it is, i.e., me. Just reiterate what that is. Pilot, isn't it? The pilot, the pilot oh, of the original right. series, the very first one they ever did. Oh, okay. Captain so. Pike? Captain Pike, yep. Captain right. Pike, yeah. Before he got injured. Yep. Yeah, that turns up a couple of times. Ended up in the BP chair. Yeah, but that's actually not the same actor playing him in the menagerie, it's someone different. Did he die? Yeah, I believe he did, yeah. So kind of Richard, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was doing Yeah, you could say Richard, yeah. Okay, so there's a bit of. Real science in there. Mm, then. That's quite an intriguing one. And what did you get, Jamie? Uh, <laughs> but no, I don't think it's going to be getting the most interest in this one. Sweet and Low. It was a jazz song performed by musicians in a holographic recreation of the Bourbon Street Bar and the city of New Orleans on Earth. Oh, in the TNG episode 11001001. Oh, that's real Riker and Minuet. Yeah, yeah. So you got a song, yeah. I got a bit of data, and Simon got. Well, a species. <laughs> a species. Oh, it's definitely feel definitely my one. Just forget. I'd have to say we... I'd have to say species because I'm more, far more interested in, in what killed them, etc. Than Phil, some bit of tech. You have got to admit you've got real science. Yeah, I was going to say I think I actually think your one is more interesting, Phil. To be it's honest, a bit of real science in there. I'm yeah. probably I'm probably one of these weird people that are holding something they've got no idea about, therefore they don't justify it. Yeah, probably. So gonna, I think as a group, I think we've sort of gone blind, James. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, okay, it's that that one is interesting. But if you but watch the episode, it's made up, it's made up and you know it's there. I knew nothing about the, that. That's got and I suppose this back. this this is also from when it first started as well. Yeah, that's back in the sixties. Yeah. So yeah. it's a bit of so both. It's a bit, a bit of Star Trek and it's a bit of science fact. Sorry, no. Well, there you go. That's the Iron Chamber, just spelled I O N. So that's the first one of our round that we're going to do. So, right, yep. go around again, yeah. go around again. Right, okay. Next page. 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 The city's in fight series. No, I'm silly thinking, huh? Um, what else is there about it? 472 pages. Okay. 
Well, that's certainly readable for me. Is that a good length junior in there? Yeah. Short. I, I see I'm one of those people filled with Star Trek books or generally any books if it's too short I just generally don't like reading them because the stuff there's enough depth uh, oh it's just sort of oh there's a clean one and now we're, now we're dead oh and now okay. there's a, no, no plot story using original on. scripts which sometimes are for the, for the, from the final film episode he turned each episode of the original series into a short story which were collected into out of that word, and anthologies. Anthologies, thank you. Sorry. Publishers of Welcome. paperback originals. So is this going on from the story, so knowing a little bit more about it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, no, quite, that's actually that's, a pretty yeah. good idea, because how many times have you had half a story well, and you not quite know about it, more about it? Because it's published more. back in 1978, so this is the era when there was an awful lot of Star Trek about. No, it's also what, that a year before a the late. first Star Trek movie. Yeah, so so if you look at the photo for it as well, that looks pretty... Yeah, Not, for, for the time it was pretty detailed, so that probably would have been quite a so nice one. That's quite interesting for literacy circles. Phil, what about you? Yeah. Um, well, I've got a holographic waiter which Quark used <laughs> <laughs> when everyone went on strike. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. so he's just he, he, well, that that's a bit. We're not boring, but I suppose it's nice. It's only about four sentences. Uh, a holographic waiter takes the place of normal waiters, although certain power supplies inter interfere with the technology. Quark used holographic waiters. Oh, and the phone's gone off. That didn't help. Uh, <laughs> la, la, la. Sorry. Maybe you shouldn't have done <laughs> that. Yeah, maybe not. I'm the only one who didn't bring me a laptop. That's um, fine. <laughs> Uh, use holographic waiters when Rom and his other employees went on strike in DS9. Bar Association. Bar Association. Yeah. Not quite sure. A bit boring though, isn't it? It's gone off, it's gone on strike. We've all heard about that. Well, I suppose, I suppose, I, a, I, I suppose I a strike still happens in, uh, in Star Trek times. I do love the fact that it does break if some energy source does wander in the bar. And you, just, you can just imagine. Oh, I remember imagine that, someone yeah. goes, here's your drink. Bzz, yeah, you just go. keep the program in it, didn't they? Yeah. This happened. I think you hear a smash. It's like, mm. oh, I think that's another one gone out, I think, isn't it? <laughs> no, exactly. But that, that, mm, I don't know. Not yeah. really could be that good. And you, oh, it looks like that. You've got uh, the I have, yeah. My one is Charles W. Raymond. He was a human and a progency of Claire Raymond. He was the son of Jonathan uh, uh, Raymond. Well, he, the, um, the family she went to back on Earth to see. Yeah, and Marina Despina. He was born in Boston, Massachusetts in 2027. Charles died in 2087. You don't mind me asking you the Raymond family? He, in a neutral zone, it's an episode where Data and Worf go onto this old probe. Is it, is it like a probe? So, so let me guess, Worf is always complaining and Data is always telling him stuff. That's no, no, right. no, it's, it's their chronic cryogenic frozen and, and they, they, Data they, wakes them up, doesn't he? Yeah. And one of them is a, a is a human woman who is called... I love it. There's a bit where it's kind Raymond. of like they're in sick bay, still unconscious, still asleep, and you've got Data going, oh, we've got a bit of information from this very old computer system. Got a bit about it. And for this lady, it says that she's a homemaker. So they kind of go, mm, but that's probably something you do construction. <laughs> and I just like, okay. I just love the scene where she wakes up and sees Wolf and she's face back down on the pillow. <laughs> and she goes like, and what about the one I saw? Is it by the one with the head? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's someone on her family tree. But she finds, Diana helps her and finds out on Earth that she actually has, you know. Oh, relatives. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be probably quite a good website, probably quite a good uh, episode mm. for me to watch then. We'll have to write that one down. It's the final episode of season one, so... You so you'll get to, oh, to I'll it. get to that and then soon then. Yeah, that, what's the land of that, that 
party guy you really like is uh sunny d clements that's the one yeah is a is one of them they wake up because you've got a banker you've got um homemaker her. Guy, so he plays the guitar, mm. and then you've got her homemaker, mm. and it's quite interesting. Kind of all the different ways they interact with the crew because you've got obviously the banker, kind of he compares them to I suppose, I suppose, yeah, because they're, they're, they're comparing to what they know. It almost yeah, like yeah, us yeah. going into the future, exactly, yeah. You, yeah. Get, you get the fish out of water scenario, yeah. and I think that's quite interesting. With well, what I, happens in that episode, I think probably Jamie's got the best one there. Yeah. Well, the other thing here is the actual name is never mentioned in dialogue, it comes from the remaster Claire Raymond family tree on the. You know. Did you know in that family tree they used names from the production crew yeah. to fill the um, but family tree up with? It also says here the actual cat, the Raymond was actually named Charlie. Charles Raymond was named after Charlie Winchester, a character from uh, the series Mash, and that mm-hmm. character was actually from Boston apparently in that series. Oh right. So yeah, See, another thing we've learned from the uh, from Miriam. Yeah, I know it's a miraculous invention. So I'm going to go with Jamie's one here. Okay. Um, I, I mean, okay, a book. No, that, you know, no, let's take look at his own merit. I mean, that does give you some of the background bits you don't know about. I quite like that bit where you talk about how he puts it into a short stock. I thought that was quite... I mean, how, how many holograms are there in Star Trek? I mean, let's get a bit more old hat now, isn't it? <laughs> so yeah. it's between yours two, but I've got to go with Jamie's because that seems like no, more of a background job. I take it you agree then, sir? Yeah. Right, okay, well, yeah. let's uh, spin the wheel again. <laughs> 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 Oh, hello, hello. Quite happy with this one. Walk fine program. Oh, hang on. I think I've got. Uh, I've, I've got very good one. <laughs> My one's not too bad. I might, on, so I might be. You're going to laugh. You're going to laugh when you get to mine. Considering we're talking about Star Trek, but there we go. Go on. So I've got walk by program. Oh. So skin of Enterprise. So yeah, this is good. The whole oh. reason why how we got up in the stars. So an XO one, XO two, walk by program. And it goes in detail about how it got started. Oh, that's quite interesting. What's that? And, uh, what's, what's that name, Dave? Devol. Devol Captain Jeffries. Do you know what that's a reference to? Captain Jeffries, no. Jeffrey Kund. Matt yeah. Jeffries, who designed um, Jeffries shoes. Oh, of course, of course, yes. So that's the kind yeah. of. Yeah, what's that saying? He was an engineer on the NX program. No, no, it's a little. In joke for Star Trek. Oh, so okay. Reference. So, so it's just really talking about where it got started. It's also about Henry so Archer. For, so, for, so for people who do not understand or don't, I'm not, I'm not okay, a clue, so just explain what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the Warp 5 program was the name given to the research and development project commissioned by United Earth Space Probe Agency, which also turns up in the original series season one. Event Warp 5 <laughs> engine. So that's to go at warp speed 5. Yeah, to yeah. get 5. Oh, okay. And then by the time you get to the original series, They're you get to going. Warp 7. In, even though in the original series, for some reason, it can go a lot more than that, but that actually the ship's getting destroyed. But hey. well, what did they go when they went for, in, in the original, sorry, in the um, oh, next gen, the, for the original, the first they series? They could go, what do, the maximum went, speed they could go was 9.6. What did they reach that's... when they had the traveller sorting out their, their computer? Oh, God, that was a, God knows, warp speed. Um... That in Voyager, it was a hell of a lot, wasn't it? Although in Voyager there was an episode where they went did warp ten, but that's another thing. Well, theoretically, they they went warp ten in that, mm. but obviously on the on the stats it said warp two. So with that, you got a bit of kind of mm. um, yeah, not they're quite not sure, sure because they don't know. Sort of so what else does it say then, Ensign? Um, 
<laughs> we, don't, we don't have to say everything because it's quite a lot of information. Yeah. But if you want well, to know more, you in could... the Mirror Universe, the Terran oh. Empire made similar breakthroughs. They scrapped at least nine NX class battle cruisers because obviously that's the Mirror Universe and no one's ever It's always opposite. opposite yeah. With Warp 5 engines by 2155, which is the same time as in the Mirror Darkly. Mm-hmm. Um, an alternate timeline created by Daniels taking Jonathan Archer into the future. Diverging from the promo line, approximately the beginning of the Warp 5 program by the 31st century, the Earthlich program had long been destroyed because obviously you're taking Archer away from the Federation and obviously that yeah. leads to problems and you get. Yeah, because um, Archer's the one who founded it. Well, he was the one who form it. He helped form it. I wouldn't say he did it all. No, he, he helped form the Federation. Him. So I think it's quite a nice one. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I really so like that. I think that's Come on, Phil. what I've got. Something non-Star Trek. Almost non-Star Trek, although it is Star Trek. Day of the week? No, cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does say cannibalism is the act of eating so, eating own, one's own specimen uh, from cannibalism, but it does go on that there was a... Um, well, not cannibalism is, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, there was a cannibalism episode, and it's going on to say about somebody building, building a business empire solely on cannibalism, which is weird. Right. Uh, okay. Um, but I thought it was Broken Bow. Broken Bow. Well, that's Klingons. That's Klingons. Go on. Were the Klingons eating each other before we met them? Hang on. Bill's... Let's have a little look. Group on really fun. Henry Stalin built his business empire upon cannibalising the timeship... Aeon in Future's End. Right. Zephyr Cochrane cannibalised his ship. Well, you talk about cannibalism, you're not talking about in terms of eating one of No, you're talking about... Well, I suppose, in, in a sense, the Borg are kind of cannibalised, aren't they? Yeah, but they... the examples they give, I'm, I'm think, I think they're talking about in a different context. Cannibalising machinery instead mm. of cannibalising... Yeah. Yeah, so so let's say, for example, your shuttle's broken, you nick what you can, I then... think that's a little bit broad, okay? Mm. Yeah. It's not so good. Let's move on from that one. <laughs> My one is the Coaxial Warp Ship. The Coaxial Warp Ship was a small, lightly armoured starship which could be operated with Isn't a single pilot. The one with Tom Harris getting changed. Yeah, swapping bodies, vis a vis, season it, four. It was equipped with an experimental propulsion system as a Coaxial Warp Drive. In 2374, the Voyager they captured the ship while well, it was a morgue from it and assisted with repairs to its production systems. Uh, yeah, so that's my one really. It's nothing much, but uh, again, it's a, it's a new warp drive that Voyager came up with because they also came up with quantum stretch chain. But yeah, Quaxel warp drive is just another form of I think we're going to have to go with Simon's here. Yeah. Between, between a new warp ship and me eating myself, I think Simon's just got to But have you realised we've done three? What's happened? We've we all got one. Yeah, we have. We have. We've got one. Yeah, one of the most interesting ones. Chamber. Yeah. So how is that two we've done or three? We've done three. Yeah. So. Yeah. So two next one. But, okay, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Let's see if we can do this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, just clicking now. I'm quite impressed with that one. Oh my god. Hang on, I'm just trying. <laughs> let's see what mine. Please be a good one. Please be a good one. Please Can be. Can someone pronounce the first word here? Oh my god. Okay, my one. I'm still loading. Your one is the Baradus Physics Review. Which is a periodical review published in the 24th century, uh, looking about Redemption Part 2. Oh, sorry, it's about Command of Data. So you took Command of Sutherland um, while 
trying to find the Rumbling Cove Warbirds. So I think that's got something to do about um, subspace systems. Yeah. When the cloaks trying to take so them. trying to take the Rumbling Cove. I, I think war. that's what that's about. I think that's what they're trying to have a gist at. It's not very clear, to be fair. It's not really much, is it? Mine has got very little. Next one, I please. Next yeah. one, please. Well, no, I think we're going to skip mine and go straight to Jamie's because I think I know which is going to win because I've got an absolute gem here. First contact. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. So we've got first contact, the four. We're, we're, we're on the film. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're in sync. So, uh, so, no, it's a real world article uh, about the actual film itself. It's just like saying it. when, it, when it was published, the author uh, and everything else. Um, yeah, so it's basically just it's it's the book it's a book like a um, like a comic book for the first contact film. Okay. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, oh, so Jamie, what have you got <laughs> in comparisons to I could, I could assure you now it's different, not gonna be in the same field as film. Looks like I'm winning. You are <laughs> most interesting. This one is Jeffrey Allen Chandler. Jeffrey Allen Chandler, yeah, North, <laughs> he, he was born in 1944 and died in 2001, age 57, credited for his Star Trek appearances as Jeffrey Allen Chandler, was born in New York, well, sorry, what he played himself, he made two guest appearances in two Star Trek spin-off television series. What did he appear in then? Um, he appeared in Emanations. As that that guy, the uh, Harry Kimber supposed to go up into the mountains because he doesn't want to go through that ritual, does he? And the other one was he was a true guardian in the DS9 episode Facets. You know the one that helps facilitate, yeah, yeah the previous yeah. house. Uh, what, what the weird guy? Yeah, the weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in two episodes, Deep Space Nine and uh, and Voyager. But I think it's safe to say Phil was won that by miles. Yeah. I think, so uh, I think as soon as it loaded up, one more. <laughs> well, that was a pretty quick one. Let's do so, one more then. I think. Should we do another one? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do another one. I'm on uh, two. One at the moment. Yeah, you've got the most interesting one. So, hang on. <laughs> I almost my old page always seems to put those up last. Ooh. Oh my lord! What is this one? I think I've won again. <laughs> my one's rubbish. Rat space station. This is not fair. Supply <laughs> depot. Make some edge of. What's that one? Oh, a Nuggets. Nuggets. No. Nuggets. 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 Expanse, which was played by the two, the, the Barat, the Barat, by Barat, twenty three seventies. Yeah. Um. So basically, it's a dumping ground. The station before entering into Expanse in Fairtrade, where they met Nix's friend. Uh, Wixaban. I know you was that name, so that's why I can't let you gonna say it's it. A new, yeah. Um, yeah. Later visited by the Wolf scientist for Gagan. And it's a tour of Vera. Yeah, tour of Vera. <laughs> when they acquired some voyages, warp puzzles during their tracking of the ship itself in distant origin. So, it's not a bad one. Yeah. It's not a bad yeah. one. I think you're yeah. again, mine's probably. What's yours? Probably? I've got Articles of the Federation. Oh, it's, um, it's a 402 page book. Uh, newly, elect, newly elected Federation president. Is it Nan? Van Bako was to deal with the Romulan refugees requesting mm. asylum. So by the looks of things, it's um, it's probably an article of the Federation. No, that's it's, it's a book just going through that. 
Um, he talks about the Romulan and Star Empire f- falls into chaos. Um, so actually quite a bit there, really. Do you know what? I might actually buy that myself. So this, this is January uh, 2380, uh, chapter one. Let's have a look. Uh, young, I can't pronounce that. We well, all much better than me, Jamie. Young. Ilya. Ilya <laughs> it's Romulan names. Romulan names. By the looks of things, it's to do with um, the Romulan refugees, Romulans losing a war. Romans, yeah. So that's not too bad, is it? Yours is a very good one. My one. I might have to save that. I'm yeah, save I should. I might buy that myself. You've piqued <laughs> me interest now with that one. I'm doing it now before I lose it. <laughs> there we go. Done. Um, Jamie, what about you? Symphony Number no. Nine. It's a famous piece of classical music composed by Ludwig van Beethoven in the 19th century. In 2368, data listens to the second movement, Motel Vivas or Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 9 in order to analyse its aesthetics in the TNG episode, A Matter of Time. Oh, that's one of the pieces you listen to, because you listen to about four at the same time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think that's probably one that Brown Moosen tells him to turn off. Yeah. So that's so why I want. Surely wouldn't you just tell him to turn, like, go down to one of them and just turn the volume down? Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> A Star Trek for you, but yeah, that's my one. I don't think it's particularly interesting. Again, I think oh, well, well, <laughs> I think that's the most interesting one. Uh, What's that? Free, free one? I have no one? idea. We're not keeping, but it's safe to say your your ones are the most interesting so far, Phil. My one. Oh, are we doing one more one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, not bad. Patricia Rose. Dunnan? Uh, Dugnan, I'd say, but I could be wrong in that pronunciation. It's a production staffer who, in the employment of industrial light and magic, has worked as production uh, supervisor on Rafa Khan. Alright. Uh, as future Star Trek documentaries and specials. So no. it looks like she's had a bit of work to do with Star Trek. Oh, there you go. Star Trek 25th anniversary special, Dear Science Behind the Scenes, Jersey and Saga of Sasha Next Gen. So she's done a lot, of, a lot of production work and behind the scenes. Of yeah. It. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. He's, he's often these unsung heroes, isn't he? Is she, she, is she still alive? Or did she pass? She passed no, her. I think she's still alive. Date of birth 1952. Oh, I think she's still alive. Oh, yeah, that's, that's quite that's quite a, that's quite a good one. Oh, I think, hello, there you go. Oh, we got With two more credits to her name as production supervisor, associate producer for Star Wars: Return of the Jedi oh. and Star Wars: Ewok Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Which if so, she's know, done a lot of science fiction. Ewok uh, Adventures like are one of those Star Wars, yeah. spin-off shows, which is not uh, well known about. Because no. there was one they did they did a special at Christmas, and it was like. Um, a Wookiee celebration day because they didn't call it Christmas, they called it Life Day. Oh, if you go on YouTube, make sure you look up Life Day, right? Wookiee, something like that, and watch a video <laughs> there because that's so funny, it's, it's so bad that it's good. Yeah, that's probably why I've never actually heard of it then. I think I've, yeah, uh, I've got Earl Bone, uh, which is oh, Earl Bone, uh, he's age 68 at the moment, uh, he played Nagillum in the Star Trek. Episode the next generation, uh, sorry, second season episode where silence has least. You'll come up to that one soon, yeah. And they explain to me that that episode thing, guys, because I don't know anything about it. They go into obviously a, um, a cloud, which I should never do, but hey. Oh, just <laughs> like on that, okay, yeah, yeah. It turns out that that is a 
a living thing, obviously. It's a life form. It's there and not there. Same as same as the the earlier earlier seasons in season one, where they go into a cloud that then electrocutes and takes control for cars and stuff like that. What do they learn from these things? No, they never do. But I suppose you wouldn't get the episode. That's right. You wouldn't.
Yep. Yes, oh, Phil, it means you're still winning. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, should we go for a... Yeah, keep going. Yeah. For a bit longer. Yes, yes, keep going. I'm hoping it's actually... I want to keep going because I want to see if I can actually get a good... Oh, hello. Um, what's that word? Oh, oh, my God. Jamie, how do you pronounce that word? Uh, Quinonian. Quinonian. My one. <laughs> so this is from... I'm getting the worst of the draw here. Um, the episode... This has got more info. ...from Next Gen. And that's the planet where... Um, oh, yes! ...where mm. they go down with archaeologists to explore the ceremonial chambers, but there's a booby traps in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it's basically it's 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 going through the Egyptian pyramids. It's a mummy film. No, no, it's no, not at all no, film. No, no, Nothing no, to do with that. It's an episode surrounding loss. Because right. they lose one of the um, archaeologists, and they need to feel bad for the child of the person they lose, and create a, a the mother of the one who died and a, and and a, well, where what was it? Where they and they reproduce. Their Home. house on Earth, mm -hmm. and they have to explain to the aliens because they are physical beings. They're not yeah. real people. They're they're, not... but they're 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 well intentioned, but but they don't understand that yeah. he's got to get over it. He's got to. He can't yeah. leave it in this imaginary. Yeah, world. he's got he's got to move on. It's yeah. like it's almost like when someone lose loses it's someone. It's a good one, and I think it's it's, it's again plugging not plugging on the heartstrings, but it's it's almost sort of. A good, it's a good reminder that each one of us, okay, we have lost, but we've got to move on. You yeah. can't stay in a state of, of, well, I think, of change. I think of difference what's a nice same. parallel in this episode is a parallel between Wesley losing his father as well. Yeah, it was a good way of getting Wesley in there and getting yeah. about his. Shut game. up, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, a, that's quite that. That's a, I love that one. one. Yeah, my, my one, I just, I just don't know. <laughs> it's a bit yeah. obvious. Uh, I've got. Oh, fine again. Your phone. <laughs> I got Get a laptop thing. Kari. Kari. Oh, uh, no, it's not five, is it? Was it a Korean female, the wife? Arconian. Arconian female, the, the wife of. Uh, Mabor Jatrell. Oh, Jatrell, yeah, 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 I know. They Together were. they had three children following the. Let's have a little look. Uh, yeah. It's when he returned home and he could not bear the look of. Uh, she could not bear to look at him basically because he'd been away too right. long. This episode, Phil, because this is one of my absolute favourites, it's called Tretrell. Neelix, the Talaxian, well, I obviously you've seen yeah. yeah. He he um he was on his home world, mm. he was uh out, his species is at war with the Hyconians and they, they launch a weapon and they launch a weapon and it kills Neelix's family. And one mm. of the scientists was Tretrell. He comes to try and cure Nix because apparently he's got something. Was it was it Vetrion poisoning or something? Vetrion um, Poisoning, yeah. And that's what okay. it's about. And his family, that's obviously. His wife, so so why it... does she tell him to go away? Because, because she's unhappy. She's sad for what he's done. Yeah. He's helped you. He's destroyed another world. Yeah, oh. literally. And so she's a bit. Yeah. Kind of, so it's, oh, it's, so, so it's, see, it's seeing the family life of, of a tyrant sort of thing. Well, yeah, she's not in the episode. Yeah, but you know what I mean. She's not in the episode, but he mentions, oh yeah, my wife, I can't, couldn't bear to look at me, and she took the kids away. But yeah, that's where that's from. But that's a, yeah, that's what okay. I, I thought it was going to be a bad one. Yeah. And what do you uh, get? My one is uh, a commanding officer. 
A commanding officer or CEO is a term used to describe one's rank in relation to others within the same environment. Okay, well that's the end of the discussion on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it comes up with Moving different. On. It comes up with different examples. It, it yeah, talks, but okay. I mean, we we understand what. Yeah, I don't is. really think it's worth going much more, into. Much more else. Yeah, officers addressing the colours of the command division, but they're in, yeah, it's just. That's 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 the sort of one that when you hit the random page you kind of click it again. Yeah, it's just a bit. I mean, can't read sign card quickly if you want me to read one thing out. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I have to. Yeah, you have to, right? Okay. God almighty. Uh, on star ships, the CEO usually have the rank of captain. Though sometimes a commodore, flip captain, also held this position. On star bases, the CO was sometimes referred to as port master and was usually a flag officer, just being in TOS, original series court martial, in the Menagerie and Deadly Years. Some bases, however, were commanded com- commanded by captains or common commanders. That would be Deep Space Nine Seasons 1 to 3 or the TNG Binary. Before before. he got um, lips by obviously. Yeah, so yeah, that's just. And there's an, lots of other examples, but I can't be asked to get into all of them. I'll be here till Christmas. Because they're quite obvious. Yes. Uh, well, that's that's my one, I think. Yeah, I think Simon's. I think Simon's. Cause what was yours again? Uh, the wife of someone you do meet, but it's the same. We don't actually meet. Yeah. Um, Simon's. No. That's that's got more of a story arc to it, storyline to it. So yeah, but I think I'll go for yours, Phil, because I, I've got a deep personal connection to that episode. Trail, I think personally for me. So I'll go with your one. You go with me, it means it's a whitewash, and I win. <laughs> <laughs> then again, in terms of the most interesting information, it's difficult, but. I don't know, it's a bit... For me, Simon. So, no, let's just say I. I'm going to say you, but... It's... Okay, Simon. I don't really think so, because that's only a small part of the episode. Right, two, yeah. uh, two versus one. <laughs> I'm sorry, James. Sorry, but I was never going to get anything anyway, because it's just blatantly obvious. No, no. So, the next one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello. Oh, I'm not even going to speculate. I'm just going to press in and just go I've in there. I've got Genesis Worms. Genesis nice. Um Creatures. <laughs> what have you got? Genesis native worms. to the uh, Genesis planet, so from oh, Star Trek Three, in 2285, which were formed from, I think, evolved, I should say, from microbes on the side of Captain Spock's funeral torpedo thing. <laughs> thing, um, Torpedo tube, yeah. And obviously they became. They got more involved than you see. Um, Creed, obviously, um, Christopher Lloyd came on, as everyone calls him, um, killing one with his hands. So, I okay, it's something. Yeah. What's yours, Bill? I've got an Aptria Type 1, um, oh which from reading it is an auto mobility, or auto mobile that was. Um, it's a, a car, little, isn't it? Yeah, it's basically a little car. It's a little car and it, and it drove. Here's the interesting thing it drove. Captain James T. Kirk um, to um, to his to ju- oh. <laughs> it, it basically drove Kirk to uh, where we had another co- uh, we had his third Kobayashi um, Koba- oh, I never say Kobayashi Maru scenario for the third time. I didn't realise he went there three times. He got a lift. So ba- <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, it was what it's, it's what gave him a lift. Taxi. Where, where, when was that? Was that? Uh, that was uh, twenty-two fifty. Which film was that? What first one? Oh nine. Let's have a little look. Background it must information. Be. It must be. Prototype. So it had a two seater, so, yeah. three wheels. It was electric. 
Why would it be electric? It's going to be a hover. Uh, it's an alternative. If it is from Abraham's universe, it's an alternative universe, so you can sort of get away with it. Yeah, yeah two thousand uh, nine Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. So it's the new Star, yeah. new film. Yeah. New film. New, uh, pro- new universe. So, uh, yeah. It had a fuel efficiency up to two hundred and thirty miles per gallon. Uh, so a little double chest, not too bad for a gallon. Christ. Uh, low drag, good body shape. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's basically a motorcycle. Hovercraft <laughs> transporter figures. <laughs> I'm bursting for more, it's such a good one. It's not. 14 by 7. It was the technical designation for a nutritional supplement for consumption by 7 of 9. <laughs> the supplement comes in the form of a liquid supplying the consumer with essential nutritional needs. 7 ordered this supplement on day 10 of her maintenance of USS Voyager through a retired class nebula in the Voyager episode 1. Now, the only thing that would improve this is actually a picture of Seven of Mine. That would make it the... What? Eating? That's interesting. <laughs> no, not eating, just her. Okay, fair enough. I don't really know what to go with that. We've got worms, we've got <laughs> some sort of hover... We've got some sort of um, transport, or we've got food. I'm going for my one. I'm not going for mine. I'm going uh, for mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, oh, my, ah, the power is to me. I'm going to say mine now. Uh, let's see, worms... Or... Subject three... Oh, come on. Oh, you but a new Star Trek. It. New you Star Trek. See you new Star Trek. And it took it for the Kobayashi. The very pivotal point in the film. Kirk. I'm going to have to go with yours, Phil. Thank you very much. You hardly <laughs> yes. see it. Yes. Yeah, but it's Kirk. <laughs> yeah, but this, this is... This is the ultimate answer. Is, is it Kirk or Picard? And then the answer to Kirk or Picard is... Next generation over. His next generation over over original series, but Kirk over Carl. Yeah, it's true. It's and a film. It's a bloody unit for longer than that bloody car. Yeah, actually. Yeah, but if you have a look, if you fair enough, the photo I've got here is obviously just a, a, a tiny little photo. Yeah, exactly. It's because it's, it's a vehicle. No, because it's the only time you get to see it. It's, it's like glim- <laughs> done. Uh, I shall have to change my mind, yeah. Simon's okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> he finished, I was, I was flogging a dead horse. Yeah. <laughs> you were flogging a dead horse. My one, my one, I've just not had a chance at all. So, are we going for a... Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, hello. Oh, uh, oh. I've got um, a major city on Vulcan. Located on the edge of Vulcan's forge and 10 days travel on foot from the El... Oh my god. Mountain. Josie Water is gone. Three words. <laughs> no, I think they're connections to different things. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not sure. Right, but... we'll, we'll move on to that in a sec. Sorry. So, so this is interesting, Sam. Yes, it is. <laughs> you useless machine. It's just come up with something with an exclamation. All my ones have been no, terrible. Yeah, no, but your one, there's, we're going to have to go into it now. But Jamie's one is what it is, and the explanation about it is three words, one of which is the actual name of what it is. We'll go and say it in a minute, good lord. So I've got, got as I say, I've got Chikar, Mage the Symbol, oh, yes. so oh, I'm say yeah. oh, okay. yeah. Maybe <laughs> So that was in yesterday. Sorry, we've got a bit nuts here. In animated series, it was also mentioned in Fusion. Two days of nice. Uh, oh yeah, Fusion. Yeah. Tears of the Prophets. So it's, they mentioned numerous times, and is on Vulcan. So if this one doesn't win, I'm going to throttle either well, one. Well, I've got dysplasia, which is okay. a disease characterised uh, by abdominal cell growth. 
Wow. So basically, it's arse pains. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie, what is your... What's about the Earp family? What and the... it's just the Earp family. <laughs> what, from... Um... Wyatt, oh, Wyatt Earp. Oh, what this you is mean from um, season okay, three. Yoko Kuro, the original. Uh, sorry, Ryan, yeah, season Ryan three. With twi- uh, Yoko Kuro, what was the episode called? Uh, Spectre of the Gun. Gun. Yeah, <laughs> that's where that's from. Um, yeah, <laughs> legendary White Earp was a nineteenth-century American frontier law officer from Earth Station West. He was he's most famous for his gunfight OK Corral in Tombstone, Arizona, October the twenty-sixth, eighteen eighty-one. And in this episode, we just give the point to Simon because he's he... yeah. I can't, I can't, just can't. Between between, can't. Me, between my arse pains and your and your and your family tree, I'd much rather go to Vulcan. Phil, I know you're painting us, but you don't need to mention about them. Yeah, Phil, stop taking your whatever that was again. Oh dear. Oh, dear. Do we dare go for another one? Should we go for? Oh, what is with this? Okay. Should we go for? I've got corporal. Oh, Which is basically the little extent what, of what you heard just now. I don't know about mine. Should we go just for this one more then? Yeah. yeah. I've got John Monson. Lieutenant Commander John, John S. Monson. Starfleet officer during the Dominion War. In 23... I might as well read up the damn thing at this rate. Mine was not... 23 centuries. one. As well as later in... Well, a year later. But... Uh, Where are you up to? Guys from Starship... Ag- what's that one? Agaki. And... Tabata. Thank you. How do you do this? Well, <laughs> Monson killed in action, and that was mentioned in two episodes. I can't see why, but hey, in the in the mirror, in the pale moonlight, and what you leave behind. So it's some not. guy we don't care about. I've got corporal, which basically says you <laughs> what a corporal is. Moving on. <laughs> My one is a more interesting. Oh, you've got one. a point. I've got a. I think I might have a good one here. Oh, I saw that recently. The quasi energy micro. You've they got were another worm. <laughs> more interested in probably or something. The worms. Were, <laughs> the worms <laughs> turned side. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to me, yes. Were life forms native to the distortion field of a plasma string in the IGO sector? They existed simultaneously as matter and energy. They were first encountered in 2369 by the Federation of Science versus USS. Yosemite, oh, oh, yeah. the plasma streamer. Um, of course, this is a yeah. So, in a nutshell, which which episode and why? Realm of Fear. In... And why was it important? What did because it do? Because you had some idiot science crew build some plasma streamers board, put some signals in it, and it blows up in their face. Oh, yeah. Uh, so later, <laughs> when the US Enterprise D arrives to investigate, Barkley becomes infected by microbes. He also sees larger versions of them, and afterwards he begins to experience pain, and he discovers that actually... Um, it's the four missing crew members. It's the four, four missing crew, it's the missing crew members, so... Yeah, that's my one. And the models of these lifers were designed and puppeteered by Dan Curry, and built that by... That a legend. Yeah. Ooh. And built by uh, model maker Carrie Howe. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know you've won. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. Think, I don't think corporals or some dead guys. <laughs> yes, I got the final point. So overall, uh, who won? Who I won? don't. I uh, think we'll call that another draw. What the draw? I, I was on three really, points. I don't you know. Two, we lost count. I think, uh, but I think it's safe. Calling it a I haven't been. I think it's safe to say, out of the three of us, we you two have definitely had more interesting ones than I did. It makes a bloody change. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. But a, li- a good little game, really. I mean, this is. I mean, in fairness, well, yeah, I mean, you, you want to. 
fair bit of time. Still, so we'll yeah, I mean, that's we, fine. I mean, we, we do it ourselves occasionally, don't we? So no, we, we, we more or less, we actually wanted to introduce this website to the audience because it's a very, very good website. So, I know we've been laughing and joking with this little game that we've managed to make ourselves. But it's great for all fans, and particularly new fans as well, you know. If you want to find that site, yeah. If you want to, if you go, oh, what's that about? Yeah, you might be talking oh, about yeah, it with your friends. There's even, think... yeah, there's even bits for community. There's videos. There's the wiki. There's recent changes. There's portals. There's everything there. So yeah, you know, it's a very, very good. Everything website. any Star Trek but fan I'll could put want. The notes in the show notes. Yeah, I mean, I was saying, and it's just it's it's en dot memory dash alpha dot org, and you'll be able to find it. But yeah, yeah or just type in memory alpha on the Google. Yeah, you'll it'll, find it. But the first thing it. that comes up. So yeah. Right, well, that's been another interesting episode <laughs> of the Engage Podcast. We've had what farts and worms. And yeah, worms and arse pains. Uh, uh, do- uh, Dominal pains. Don't say the word arse. Yeah. You arse. Uh, <laughs> you, you did arse. Anyway, I I am arse pain Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, I think we better sign off. Yeah, better sign off in good grace. Right, well, I hope you come back for the next one. Yeah, please, please do. We do apologise for the next one, at least we go back to... It won't all be smut. We finish off with with our teaser episodes with um, Jamie introducing with... Which is the Borg. Oh, yes, Borg's next. So make sure sure you're going to listen to the next one. So So for this one... Yep, that's it. That's it. uh, So we will see you next time. Yep, hope you enjoyed, and uh, yes, all the best. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.